This is gold. Oh my god. This is absolute unbelievable gold. What I have in my hand here. I cannot believe the first day of Eagle training camp. Unbelievable. Holy cow, the storyline. I mean, hey. Hey, welcome aboard. I appreciate everybody coming in. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. By the way, Merrill Reese, hour three, 5.30 Eastern. I done. Okay? This is unbelievable. One of the great reporters in Philadelphia, Elliot Pauly Shore Parks. Holy shit. Let me get my glasses for this. This is unbelievable. Helmets and shorts. This is incredible. A.J. Brown. Two catches. I, I, I Two for two. two. Two targets, two catches, one touchdown. Look at this reporting. Quez. Two targets. Two catches. Two touchdowns. Devontae Smith, one drop. Damn. Dallas Goddard, two targets, three catches, one TD. Look at this, man. Hold on. Here's the best one of all, though. First day, training camp, as reported by Elliot Shore, who parks. 12 for 15, four freaking touchdowns, and one pick. Wow, what an absolutely unbelievable day in helmets and shorts. That's incredible. I cannot believe it. I mean, 12 of 15, you're talking about accuracy, premiere, incredible, elite. Shit. Hey, thank you for my daughter's wishes for her birthday. It is. By the way, it's really cool to see that Brooks's mom shares the same birthday with my daughter. Happy birthday, Dee Dee. I love you very much. You're the pride of my life. I appreciate it. Gigi goes, I can't take Sil seriously. No. Hey, are you freaking kidding me, Jesse? 12 of 15, as reported by WIP's own mouthpiece, I mean, reporter who covers the Eagles. I mean, 12 of 15, four freaking touchdowns. I mean, I I just, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't don't get it. I mean, what a day. What an absolute day. McMullen saying how great he looked. I mean, God, this is really how you want to start it, man. Training camp. I'm feeling the vibe for Jalen Rager even too, man. Didn't you call Parks a tool? I may have. I've never heard of him. I have no idea who he is. Okay? No idea. Never heard of him. But, hey. 
he works at IP, so he must be somebody, right? I mean, that station don't need host dogs. That station is run by its fans. <laughs> hey, that station's run by its fans. Are you kidding me? I like the guy in the morning. Probably because he's a paisan. You can't fool me, Sills. I see it in your face. What do you mean you see it in my face? 12 of 15 and four freaking touchdowns? Helmets and shorts? I mean, shit, man. We're out to an unbelievable start to the 2022 NFL season, man. I mean, hey, when you get four touchdowns versus tackling dummies, we know we're going places. Hey, the Lions better look out. Let me see. Elliot Shore Parks is awesome. You should get him on. They don't want to get him on any longer. People in Philly don't want to do that. You know why? Because we're dominating. As it should be. We're dominating. Okay? We are dominating. Okay, let's get him on. Why? So he can tell me how great Jalen looked and helmets and shorts? Eh. Not fooling me. Helmets and shorts, baby. Happy birthday to your daughter. Calm down, Sills. It's practice. He's got rhythm. Jalen's got rhythm, man. Thank you, Eastside Monster. Means a lot, man. Sarcasm oozing. Are you kidding me? Did you hear that? Shit, look at this. This is reporting at its finest. Let me go back. Let me go back to this guy. Look at him even on his timeline. Can you believe it? Look at that. One touchdown for AJ. Quez, two. Goddard, one. Rager, two TDs. Sanders, three carries. Gainwell, two carries. Catches and targets. Yeah! Look at this, man. Official Jalen Hurts training camp stats day one. That's what we're gonna do. Practice stats. We're gonna keep it updated through Elliot Shore, Pauly Parks, and we're gonna do that. We're gonna have a Jalen Hurts segment on practice stats. Practice stats. Dude, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard, man. Practice stats? <laughs> I've never heard anybody keep practice stats in my life, man. Hey, shit, I had 10 sacks one day. Man, I wish to God I could have kept my practice stats. He's not well on his way to 30 touchdowns, Joseph. Are you kidding me? Jalen's on his way to 60 TDs. He's going to break everything going. Thank goes 12 and 15. Sounds like 4,000 yards to me. You're damn right it does. Hey, when you can when you can, can complete passes and practice like that, it's unbelievable. Man, I am more throttled today about the Eagle chances of winning 10 games this year than I've ever been. Whew. Oh, what up, Musa? They're optimistic. Shit, I'm optimistic. Okay? 
Eastside Monster, Big Sills and Xander. You see this guy on YouTube? Name run it back. Philly hating on Cillion Jacob saying it's all old out of day sports guys. Yeah, and, and, and that guy's got two followers and nobody knows who he is. Trust me, Eastside Monster. Big Sills sniffles. They know what's going on. Okay? <laughs> People over at the NovaCare Center watch this bitch. I don't. Old guys. Really? <laughs> well, how about this? Let me just give you a little insight to Philly sports talk. The oldest guy in the market is still the most dominant guy in the market. No matter how many young guys they roll at Angelo, he still crushes everyone. So until that trend changes, it will always be the experienced dudes that know how to roll it out and get around a wheel, which I call a clock. Okay? You don't have the experience in that market. They don't give a shit who you are. You're 25 years old covering the Eagles. They'll laugh at you. <laughs> They'll laugh. Uh, dude, and plus, that's a that's a merit badge. Other nobodies talking shit on sales. And Jacob, thank you. Amen. Kyle, after day one of practice, I got to put the Eagles right now as the favorites to win the Super Bowl, according to uh, the guys over at WHIP. Holy shit, man. You kidding me? Day like this? 12 and 15, 14 E's? Shit, that's a Tom Brady day. It's a Tom Brady day, dog. I'm not falling. Falling for what? I didn't report this. By the way, John McMullen, great videos. You can go over to Jacob Sports and see all the practice video. I actually like it. I took one of them and posted it over at Dan Cilio Show. I actually like that shit. Okay? I like to see the guys working on pass uh, probe and working on pass rushing, working on steps and shit. I, I, I actually love that video. I don't know about you, Xander, but I, I love that video, and I can guarantee you this. My stupid takes versus that practice video, I guarantee you more people will look at that practice video stuff because I look at it like that. I love that stuff. Big Sills, how are you going to celebrate Hertz's big day? That's a good comment, man. Joseph, four hours of practice, right? You don't have to put that in Jalen Hurts' contract. Daniel Jones went 15 of 15. Holy crap. Giants and Eagles, baby, for the NFC East. I am throttled. Man, I can't get, I can't get over how excited I am. Shit, man, this is the real first day of, of training camp here, and Jalen's 12 of 15 for four touchdowns. Everybody's with targets and touchdowns. I mean, what a day already. Got a boatload of stuff. Like I said, Merrill Reese in hour three at 5.30 Eastern. We'll look at the Packers. That's week 12 opponent for the Eagles. We'll take a look at that. What will Green Bay do? How good will they be? I know everybody's hoping Aaron Rodgers and his team fall off the place face of the earth, but they won't. How dare you, Joseph, saying I'm being sarcastic. Can't believe anything he's saying right now. What are you talking about? I'm not reporting this. 
Seals knows better. All the fairies and rainbows. Did you get that feeling? Oh, man, I got that. I, I feel it now, man. I got the buzz. I got that eagle buzz. Let me look at them stats again. Holy cow, man. This is unbelievable. Look at the way Paulie Shore just put these babies in order here. Targets and catches. Two catches. Two targets. A touchdown for AJ. Got to do it again, man. Quez. Two catches. Two targets. Two touchdowns. Man, what a day. Zero catches. Two targets. One drop for Devontae. Bad day. Fire him. Dallas Goddard, two catches, three targets. A touch. Man, this is unbelievable. Look at Jalen Rager, too, man. Look at this. Four catches, five targets, two touchdowns, all on the second team. Dude. I'm throttled. What do you mean this ain't Sills? What? Why can't I get excited about practice numbers? Is that you, Sills, or somebody that looks like you? Hey, how could you not be excited about 12 and 15 in practice? And then Nick Sirianni's got the Jalen Hurts shirt on. Hey, okay. Let's reel it in now. Practice stats. To quote a great Philadelphian and one of the greatest Philadelphia sports celebrities of all time, practice. We're talking about practice. I I mean, think about that. We're talking about practice. 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 Yeah, practice. To quote Allen Iverson, man, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God almighty, man. Come on, dog. Okay? Don't tell me and get excited about shit you're supposed to be doing in practice in helmets and shorts. You're dropping passes with nobody defending you. You should be almost perfect. This is the NFL. You don't get kudos for going to practice. You don't get kudos for doing a good job in practice. It's a freaking league, man. You got bills to pay in September, dog. The hype machine has been ramped up in Philly. I can't think even your 2017 football team had this much hype around it and i don't know why why would you have this much hype around a football team that's a headless horseman why would you have that much hype around a football team that has a mediocre quarterback how can you have that and by the way do we hope he goes from the classification of mediocre to sensational yeah Yes. It's great for my show. I don't want him to suck. 
Why would I want him to suck? Why? So Eagle fans tune off the Eagles this year? Not what I want. You see, one thing that I'm here for, I'm here to sell sports. I'm here to sell Eagles. I'm here to sell NFL. Why would I shit on my own product? I wouldn't. Hey, don't eat my hamburger at the Sills Pizzeria. I mean, don't eat my pizza at the Sills Pizzeria. Come on, man. It's not what we're doing here. <laughs> right? Guys, please hit the like button. Thank you, Joey B. I appreciate it, man. The disrespect is annoying. Cow, what disrespect? I'm going to go. Oh, by the way, I got Jalen by the numbers. We got the Packers here. Hey, and by the way, before we tee it up, okay, and we start talking about some of our topics and we get to the Packers, most important Philadelphia Eagle going into training camp that's not named Jalen Hurts is who? Who's the most important Philadelphia Eagle in your opinion? Not named Jalen. Not named Jalen. It ain't training camp until a fight breaks out. Dude, these guys ain't in training camp long enough. Okay? Kelsey, by the way, I hope he gets over his COVID. I didn't even know that was a thing still. Jordan Mulata, Brandy Graham. Okay, D coordinator, if you want to throw coaches in there, that's fine. Jordan Davis. I mean, at least a good practice. A.J. Green. You might want to think A.J. Brown, but it's all good. Jeffrey Laurie, Miles Sanders. Yeah, dude, terrible. I hope he, I hope he is on the rebound. From what I'm understanding, okay, it's he's on the rebound. Kevin, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't want my channel shut off. <laughs> so I've learned a lesson. There's guardrails, and so I, I, I can't, I, I will not comment on that. Okay, I just won't. It's not a battle I care about. Whiteside, who's that? <laughs> Dean and Reddick. Jalen Rager, hey, he was elite today, man, according to Elliot Spitzer. Lori needs to fire Roseman and hire himself. He, he, dude, what are you talking about? How he's done a brilliant job to putting that team together. Top Eagle pass rusher. Um, well, that's Hassan Reddick. The guy that I think is the most important, Philadelphia Eagle, not named Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is Miles Sanders. Is Miles Sanders going to take some of the heat off of Jalen Hurts this year? Jalen Hurts' pat- passing numbers need to go up and his rushing numbers need to go down. Because if you're still winning ball games, running the ball with your quarterback, you've got a problem still, and you didn't improve your offense. And quite frankly, I don't know how much it's going to improve anyway. I don't care how many nice-looking tires you put on the car. You still have to have an engine. You see, that's what the Eagles have done this offseason. They put some shiny new tires on that brand-new-looking car, and it looks awful good. But you got the same engine. There's nothing different about the engine. You haven't overhauled the engine yet. You don't know if the engine is even going to hold up. 
as far as I'm concerned, you tinted the windows, you put on some new tires, but you got the same old engine. It's like having a Ferrari body and a Nissan engine. I mean, and Miles Sanders has to catch the ball, which he can't. And he's got to run for five yards of carry, which he will, I think. But at the end of the day, man, the running game has to be developed, not with the quarterback. I don't want to see Jalen Hurts as my leading rusher every week. That means the passing game suffers. And by the end of the year, it'll be worse. You understand that when you're a running quarterback, by the time the end of the year comes, you're beat up. Passes are a little high. You're a little behind the guy. Your arms are banged up because you've been running with the ball. You understand these guys take a beating. Have you looked at Cam Newton lately? That guy's a shell of what he was. Look at how Michael Vick ended seasons. He never ended on my good notes. He was too beat up by the end of the year. To improve this passing game, this thing's got to be humming by the middle of the year. By the time you get to your bye, you need to have this thing rolling or you're going to know you don't have it rolling. Okay? All you did was put great-looking tires and Pirellis on your car. You haven't done anything to the engine yet because the engine is the quarterback that runs this team. They're the people that roll this thing. They're the people that make it happen. If you don't have the engine or the quarterback, doesn't matter how good it looks. Okay? Hey, Sills Hurts having an MVP season like Lamar. Never. Sanders is gone after this year. Dime a dozen. Hey, Sub, but he's the guy you have now. He's the guy you have now. That running game, you know what they have to do? They have to make sure they don't have a shitload of three and outs like they did last year when they were two and five. And when you have a passing game, there's a lot of two and there's a lot of three and outs. Sills, what's the talk of Miami, Florida State to the Big Ten? No. They'll take those Pac-12 teams like Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington. We are not tied to Hurts if he doesn't show significant improvement. Brooks looks exactly like Sanders. To me, that running game has to improve and not with the quarterback. Whoever is running the ball back there. And again, not to have an emphasis, once again, on the running back position. When you have a quarterback that you're still trying to develop, it, it, it blows your mind how they build the team. They'd rather build the team from the perimeter in instead of from the inside out. You got a great old line, no running backs, and you build your team from the perimeter. First round draft choice wide out, $100 million wide receiver. Well, if your number one thing is running the ball, why aren't you putting an emphasis on that? Their idea is they, they could put anybody back there and they could haul the mail. Well, it's not just about hauling the mail. 
It's about pass catching, screen game, slot game. It's about doing play action. Look at what top Eagle rusher says. Sills, but Hurts is our best running back. Then you don't have a quarterback. If Jalen Hurts is your best running back, then you don't have a quarterback. Okay? You don't. Hey, Lotus is live from San Fran. Hey, good luck, man. You'll need it this year. Now that I know that Trey Lance is the starting quarterback at San Francisco, get this. That team will win six ball games this year. Remember I said that. Trey Lance will win six games this year on a Super Bowl caliber roster because the quarterback is not ready. He ain't ready. Do you know he's played 19 games total in his career? 19 games. That guy's played 19 games. And most of them were at Division 10. North Dakota State something bison guys who took on, like, Eagle Creek University. Hey, did you see that great game with the North Dakota State bison versus Eagle Creek University? They were going for the hedgehog trophy. I mean, that that hedgehog trophy, man, have you seen it? It's got a battle axe in it. And you get to have six shots if you win the thing. It's unreal. That hedgehog trophy is unbelievable. Uh, North Dakota State versus Eagle Creek University. It's unbelievable. Hey, Trey must have won that thing. I will we'll see. He only played 19 games, so I think he only won it once. <laughs> Eagle Creek University, man. That's who North Dakota State plays. Unbelievable. The U Eagles. <laughs> hey, when we used to play teams like Temple, you know what I used to call teams like Temple when I was at UM? Roadkill. <laughs> hey, roadkill. Hey, Sills, you got you got Temple this week. Oh, it's a big stat week for me then. And <laughs> when I played Oklahoma or Florida State or the Gators, that was a big week, right? When you play teams like Temple or North North Dakota or Tulsa or South Carolina, I'd be like this. That's roadkill week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Joseph. Sills meant to tell you show sucks, man. But I'm here for it. Thank you, Joseph. Jo- Joseph is slowly becoming one of my favorite and Xander's favorite dudes. I, I dig this guy. Sills, man, I really like the show, but you suck out loud. By the way, so you know, Joseph, my aunt saw that at the end yesterday, and she even laughed her ass off what you said. Show sucks so bad, I was here the whole time. (laughs) GT, Sills, why every time I watch your show, I need my blood pressure? (laughs) Xander, GT, Xander, GT. Sills, why every time I watch your show, I need my blood pressure meds? You piss me off, but I come back. Can I tell you, you guys want to know why? Who was the guy that said my show is ranked low? Was that you, Joseph? Here's why. You understand something. I am the ultimate sports talk villain. You get it, right? I am the ultimate sports talk heel. 
The only people with the cannolis to air big seals is Jacob. That's why the radio stations in town don't want to put any of the guys on. Because we're stealing everybody. And you guys are a major factor in that. We are growing every day. My God, by the time the middle, by the time week seven gets here, nobody will be watching any other thing other than this. <laughs> and that's a guarantee because it's always happened to me. Dan, your over-the-top hurts takes are only thing keeping this show from being great. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Put great up. Put great up. Dan, your over-the-top hurts takes are the only thing keeping this show from being great. Eastside Monster, Skip Bayless is worse, Big Sales. Yeah, he makes $10 million a year. Okay, before I get to the Packers, Dan, your over-the-top hurts takes are the only thing keeping this show from being great. Well, great. Let's go Jalen by the numbers. I wrote them down. 432 attempts. He ranked 21st in quarterback play last year in 2021. His 265 completions were 22nd. His 3144 was 21st in passing yards. His 16 TDs were 25th. His QBR at 87.2 was 21st. I went by the numbers. And he didn't beat anybody relevant last year. So great. What is over the top about this? Over the top? I don't think I'm being over the top. I think I'm reciting facts. I'm reciting facts, Hoss. That's what I'm reciting. By the way, I get I I I get more people texting me when the show's going on. Sills, how do I get on? You guys remember the great tight end Keith Jackson? I told you a couple months ago I've been working on trying to get him on. He wants to come on. I'm going to try to get him for Friday. Mike Missinelli's tomorrow. Today's Merrill Reese at 5.30 Eastern. Keith Jackson wants to come on Friday and talk about the Eagles. No, you don't get TVD until week seven when you're two and four. <laughs> yeah. When you're hey, over the top was, hey, you know what, Forte? Over the top was a very underrated Sly Stallone movie. Okay, very, very over, very, very underrated. I'm okay with it. Brian says Hertz will never be elite. But you know what, though, Brian? He doesn't have to be elite to get a team to the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick wasn't elite. I think Hertz and Kaepernick are the same guy. He's just shorter. Okay? 
But what about his rushing stats, Dan? I don't want my quarterback to be my leading rusher. None of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL outside of that unicorn in Baltimore and in Buffalo does the rushing stats matter. The rest of them are all drop back guys. You don't win games with rushing quarterbacks. What are the things that they're debating right now in Baltimore? Can Lamar Jackson win a Super Bowl with that style of play? I don't know. Russell Wilson's not a runner. He runs when he has to. People look at Russell Wilson, and in my opinion, they assume that he is a running quarterback. You know why? Because he's black. He's not. He's more of a drop-back guy. That's a stereotype. Russell Wilson is a prolific passer. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. That guy's not a running quarterback. And neither is Aaron Rodgers. That's a stereotype on Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes, too. He's not a running guy. He takes off when plays break down. Crazy? He was in the top five in explosive plays. And he didn't beat anybody. First ballot for sure. I love Russell Wilson. I love him, man. Cow, man. Holy cow. Dude, Xander and I, man. Hey, Xander, you're going to get me in trouble too. You ready? Xander says Kaepernick was better. Oh, God. Hey, all that all that goes to Xander, not me. Dan, you're using the numbers of a second-year quarterback. Can I use the second-year numbers of Joe Burrow? Or Russell Wilson? Or Tom Brady? Or Peyton Manning? Can I use their second-year numbers? Be okay? Dan Marino. Can I use their second-year numbers? Okay, what about their second? Joe, Joe Burrow played half the year in his first year. Second year, he goes to the Super Bowl on the shitty Bengals. <laughs> Mike, he's a tuna sandwich. <laughs> oh, how about their rookie years? Okay, you want to go back to the rookie years. All right. Kyler Murray's going to get drilled this year for sure. I don't know about that. What up, Next Shift? Appreciate you coming aboard, man. Tuna and pasta. Yeah, no chicken salad because I don't like onions in a chicken salad sandwich. Very upsetting. Hate onions. After, they're cut up nice, though. How was Hurts' first 19 games? I don't know. I looked at him. Not very impressive. Hey, how about this? Let's see what Dak... How about Dak's second year? <laughs> how, about, how about we do a guy in the division? Oh, there's Elliot Spitzer. Shorey something. Let me see here. Let's see what Dak's numbers were. Let me know, Xander, when I got to take a break. I'm so jacked up on the practice numbers. I, I mean, I am throttled on the practice numbers. 
Okay, let, let me take a look at Dak's numbers here when we get out of the timeout since you guys want to use the second-year numbers, right? Damn. 12 of 15, four touchdowns. Holy crap, is this amazing. Hey, my friends at Morgan & Morgan are amazing. The fee is free. By the way, if you're hurt or injured on the job, please do me a favor. Go to my friends at Morgan & Morgan, and for the people is not just a slogan. You know, this is who they are. For the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Make them the biggest law firm in the country. They will not be intimidated by anybody when they go into a courtroom representing your family. Call them at 800 512 That's 800 512 to call us free. The consultation's free. That's 800 512 Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS, not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan for the people.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's Big Sills here. And uh, I hope I'm not being too obnoxious. My aunt hates it, too. She does. Just so you know. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm just feeling excited today about the practice numbers. I mean, John McMullen and Barrett and D-Gun and Rob and everyone, man. I mean... Holly Shore and everybody at Whip and Fanatic. I mean, Jesus. It's unbelievable. The hype. Crazy, man. Wow. <laughs> I, why can't I get excited? I'm excited, too. I'm an excitable guy. Right? I'm excited. By the way, can I please get, you know, what's crazy? So I report something on March 17th about Julio Jones and Tom Brady having a conversation. And Brady called him and said he'd like to have him play in Tampa. That deal gets inked. What was the numbers, too? Did you see? Hey, did you see the numbers that he got? Julio Jones got six million. No, he got he got six million bucks and then two million in incentives. Julio Jones can make eight million dollars this year. And here's a guy that really hasn't played any significant football over the last two years. And you're probably going to have him for about 12 ball games that matter. How, like I told you yesterday, if that's me, I'm playing Julio Jones 10 games plus the postseason. I don't need that guy for 17 weeks. <laughs> I don't. I'll put him in the third wheel, make him my third best wideout behind Godwin. And Julio Jones is going to going against the third worst cover guy on the team, I'll take that matchup. I think, get this, guys, I think that's a new gimmick with passing offenses. Who in the hell is going to cover Odell Beckham with the third best cover guy on your defense? Nobody's going to cover that guy. That's why I was telling you with Antonio Brown. If you had Antonio Brown on the Eagles and he's your third dude, you think there's anybody in the National Football League that could cover Antonio Brown that's a third wheel on a defense? Absolutely not. This is going to be a new life for aging wideouts. You're going to be the third dude with less money if you can stand it. You got Julio Jones as your third dude now. Behind Mike Evans and Godwin. I'm gonna, I like that matchup. Billy Bob Nobody is covering Julio Jones. Okay. Let's see how that works. Nobody's covering Odell Beckham Jr. with your third best cover guy. But see, these diva guys don't like to take those haircuts when it comes to money. Julio Jones had to have Brady call him. Hey, we'll get you paid here. We're not going to have you play 17 games. I need you when it matters. And Julio went like this. Okay, here's $6 million plus two in incentives, $8 million. And then he reinvents his career, and he becomes somebody that the Bucks can lean on. That's how you do it, dude. Tom Brady picks the phone up and goes, I want you to come play for me. Okay. Julio wasn't going to get a better deal than that. Maybe a couple more Maybe half a million, but I get to go play with Brady and the GOAT for a year. Dude, Julio Jones has to be – go Ryan Tannehill. 
to Tom Brady. And Julio Jones played in the NFC South. Hey, Don, played against Carolina, played against the Saints, knows the personnel in Atlanta. How's that? That's brilliant by Jason Light, the general manager of the Buccaneers. Slasher says, Stills, please stop acting like Julio is somewhere in his... He's not in his prime. That's the point. Did you not listen to me, Slasher? He's not in his prime. He's going... He's not in his prime, but he's going against the third best cover guy. I'll take that. Wait a minute. Slasher. Julio Jones going against the third best cover guy on the defense? He'll look like he's in his prime. He'll look like it. So you think Epps can cover Julio Jones? Good luck. (laughs) I'm going to take the guy from Bama. Kyle Rudolph is not chopped liver. Who? (laughs) Hey, anytime you hear me go, who? If I ain't heard of him, he's nobody. Julio can't catch COVID now. Okay. That's why the Bucs gave him 8 million bucks and Brady wanted him. Isn't it funny? Every time Brady calls somebody, it works. Hmm. Remember something. You could say that the AB thing didn't work, but it did. They won a Super Bowl with him. You may not like it, and you may be only looking at history, but the Antonio Brown to the Buccaneers worked. They got a Super Bowl with him. (laughs) Okay? Oh, DAC numbers. Way to go. Thank you. N91. Let's take a look at those. How you doing? Dak Prescott stats. There we go. Dak Prescott stats. Let's see. They were talking about second year because we were talking about Jalen's phenomenal second year. Let's see here. Here's Prescott's second year. Thirty-three twenty-four. 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. Well, this is Jalen's third year. So we got to kind of go with his his third year, Dax. 67% completion percentage. 38-85, 22 touchdowns, eight picks. Damn, he was 10-6 too. Okay. Then again, Jalen Hurts is not Dak Prescott. He'll never be. Dak is a good, is a very accurate guy. Okay. What about Dante Stallworth? Brady called him. Eh, I don't think so. Julio would kill my fantasy team. (laughs) Hmm. This guy. Yeah, how come I don't get the credit for you know I, you know you know you guys bash me when I when I'm wrong but when I'm right I mean damn Xander damn top of the hour we'll take a look at the Green Bay Packers week twelve opponent for the Eagles 
You see Kyle Shanahan? They officially told Jimmy Garoppolo, it's Trey Lance's team. Trey Lance has played 19 games, and I had to look him up on YouTube. Like I said, Eagle Creek University versus North Dakota State. <laughs> right? Hey, did you see that great game that he had again against Wabash College? Dude, he threw for like, he was 12 of 15 and four touchdowns like Jalen was today. I couldn't believe it. He was incredible versus Wabash College. I was like, damn, man. Big pick, and you're damn right the Niners are making a mistake. You don't move off of a dude. Hey, let me ask you guys in hindsight. You think it was a mistake to move off of Foles? You think it was a mistake? Dominique, Sills holds no weight in Philly. Always remember that, y'all. No, 100% falls yes. No mistake there, okay? Okay? I don't know, something about Nick Foles winning games in Philly. Even when he had 26 touchdowns and two picks that year. There's something about him, man. Him playing in that, in that city and in that gear. He just looked good, and he won games. I don't know. I told you this, and I'll say it again to you. Alshon Jeffries doesn't act like he has two bricks for hands and he catches that pass in New Orleans. You could have a whole different conversation. Could have a whole different world. No, Wentz was on his way to the MVP. And then guess what? Foles won the MVP in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he finished it off. Just remember this, what Carson Wentz is going to always remember this. Can I tell you this? That 2017 year, do you know who Carson Wentz is to Eagle fans? He's a chauffeur. He's a chauffeur. Because the guy getting out of the back with the Super Bowl MVP trophy is Nick Foles. He drove him to the game. <laughs> Carson Wentz drove Nick Foles to the Super Bowl that year. And Foles ended up with the hardware and getting, he was the guy in the back with the whiskey and the chicks and Wentz was a chauffeur. He'll always be the chauffeur to Eagle fans. Just like when you look at McNabb, you know how people look at McNabb really a great player, but you know what? He slipped over too many speed bumps. He was too petty. He was really good. Best quarterback they've ever had in the team's franchise. But his pettiness got in the way. Pettiness. Deshaun Jackson should never have been a pro bowler at two different positions. Dude, shut the hell up. You should be celebrating when a teammate does something great like that instead of crapping on him. Okay. Trader Chris goes, Donovan couldn't stop throwing up. Dude, if I saw my general throwing up before he had to go to war, I don't know. <laughs> hey, how would you feel like this? You're getting ready to jump into Foxhole. Your general's sitting next to you, and he starts barfing because he's nervous. 
I'd be like this. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And my general starts throwing. Hey, Xander, my general starts. Is that my general throwing up? Why is he on a knee? <laughs> my general's, he's over there throwing up? Oof. Hey, yeah. Hey, Fort. So, like, wait a minute. Eisenhower's getting ready to go in D-Day's there, and they're getting ready to storm the beaches at Normandy, gold and Omaha and all that, right? All of a sudden, Eisenhower starts throwing up. I don't know. (laughs) Go ahead, guys. I'm not getting off this boat. (laughs) I'm getting off this boat. Trey Lance, good job there, you got to be kidding me, man. So Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are turning it over to a guy you know that's not going to win games for you this year. You had to. They boxed themselves in a corner. You know why? They gave up all those first-rounders. They had to make this move. Have you ever seen a team make a move that they had to make and they knew it was wrong? I'm going to make this proclamation here on July the 27th, my daughter's birthday. You know what I'm going to tell you? They were compelled to do this because they had to, the 49ers. They had to. Like, look at the Packers with Jordan Love. Eventually, they got to play that stiff, and they know he's a stiff. They drafted him in the first round. They eventually have to play that guy unless something magically happens. Okay, so you go from Favre the Rodgers to Jordan Love, who played at Utah State and wasn't very good there. Dude, he played in the same conference as Josh Allen, and I don't remember the guy. Heard six and two in his last eight regular season games against Stiffs. Texas Eagle. Here, he's six and two in his last eight. Is that what you're telling me? Let's see who he beat. Who did he beat? 2021 Philadelphia Eagles results. He was six and two. He was six and two. He beat Washington, the Giants, Washington, the Giants, the Saints. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. They beat the Broncos with Drew Locke. Saints with Tyson Hill. They beat. No, they lost a giant game. He did. He was terrible in that game, too. Then the greatness of Gardner Minshew took over for the Jets. Beat Washington twice. Giants and steamrolled by the Cowboys. Yeah, and you got you won the Lion game. Were any of those teams playoff teams that you beat? That'd be a no. You beat nobody. You know who you beat? As Mickey would say, tomatoes. 
You beat tomatoes. Angelo, how you doing, brother? He beat who was on the schedule. <laughs> it's fool's gold. We played nobody against Dallas in week 17. He didn't play either. That Monday night game you did. We beat who was on our schedule. Wow. Who cares about last year? Every team has a new slate. Okay, fair enough. Big Sales Wi-Fi is the tomato. I agree. It's California. Hertz put up enough points to beat defense who could get and get off the field. In San Francisco, they're divided between management and coaching staff. Management wanted Lance. The coaches wanted Jimmy G. Both sides lost. That's a terrible way to make a decision. Management is always going to win. Ask Howie. You know why? You can't dra- You can't trade away three first-rounders and say you're not going to play the kid eventually. They had to. That's not a reason to upset your entire football team. They looked Jimmy G in the face and said, you're not here anymore. That's quite a statement to a guy who's 38 and 16 and 5 and 2 in the postseason. That's awful. You're gambling a lot. You're gambling a lot. Dude, Hurts was garbage last year. He has this year to win it. What do you think he's going to do this year? How much is he going to improve? 5%? 10%? They're still going to play. They're going to win a lot of games this year. They're going to win a lot of games. Did they cut Jimmy? I don't know. They gave him an opportunity to be traded and look for a team. Hertz did enough to win his job. When did he win his job? They handed it to him. He didn't win that job. They handed that job to him. He's never won that job. They benched Wentz and gave the job to him. He doesn't have, he hasn't had competition until he he hasn't had competition at that position since he's been a Philadelphia Eagle. He didn't win that job. At least Brady had to really kind of beat out Drew Bledsoe. Think about that. Brady had to beat Bledsoe out, who just came off a $118 million deal. That guy actually had to beat Bledsoe out. I didn't bring up the old stuff. Guy from last, guy talked to me about six and two last year. I'm not bringing up old shit. Last year's roster wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs. Okay, Jose, that's fair. That's fair. I agree. Wentz didn't want to compete. I don't know. We're going to find out. Week three. We are totally going to find out in week three. Hertz will throw for 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns. Nine rushing touchdowns, and the Eagles will go 13-4. and I'm counting on that. And by the way, Big Sarge, I'm holding them to that. You're damn right. You see Sarge's numbers? You're damn right, Sarge. I'm holding you to that. Don't let that guy come in short of that. Don't let that team come in short of that. Okay? 
You're damn right. We've been talking about this this entire offseason. 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns, nine rushing TDs. I'm going to put a point out there. You do that, you're going to be in the conversation of finishing the top five in the MVP in the NFL if he does that. He'll be in the conversation for MVP. You're 13 and four. You threw for 4,200 yards. You got nine rushing touchdowns and you got 28. So you're accountable for 37 touchdowns. You're saying he's going to be accountable for 37 touchdowns this year. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, I'm going to, hey, Bob, you damn right, man. Holy cow. You're damn right, man. All right, let's take a look at the Packers. We've been going through the games that the Eagles have on their schedule. We've been looking at some of the teams that they're going to play. The Green Bay Packers are up next. That's the Week 12 opponent. You know what's funny? Everybody is wishing and hoping that the Packers are going to fall on their face. I don't believe they are. Okay, so we're going to hit on that. Don't forget, Hour 3, Merrill Reese, 5.30 Eastern Time. We will hit on the Green Bay Packers and look at some of the storylines going around training camp. Please hit the like button. Hour 2, keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com action news at 11 with rick williams it's the team you trust to bring it all together the stories that impact your community a sports roundup for the locals and the accuweather forecast you depend on action news at 11 with rick williams Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Hour two, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. You know, this, this addendum that they have in the Kyler Murray contract that he's got to do four hours of study, now that I think about it, let me ask you something. If somebody was going to pay you $46.1 million, would you show up to work naked? If they asked you to show up to work naked, would you, for $46.1 million? I would light myself on fire for $46.1 million a year. I don't care what you put in the contract. <laughs> I mean, you want me to study? You want me to draw? You want me to take Crayolas out and color inside the lines? You want me to play... You want me to play blackjack? You want me to play hopscotch? You want me to draw murals in LA? I don't care what you want me to do. For $46.1 million? Isn't it funny? You know, I thought about it for, and I said, well, it's really embarrassing. And then I said, wait a minute. $46.1 million. You could pretty much tell me to do anything and I'll do it. <laughs> I got to, hey, I got to study four hours. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, here's your paycheck. What's it say on it? 46.1 million. Well, I don't care what the hell you want me to do. I'll do anything you want me to do. You want me to color my hair? I'll do it. I don't care what you want. Okay? I mean, people are like, well, you know, it's just it's really embarrassing to the, and I, and I was like that yesterday. But then I thought about it and I went, really? <laughs> right? Really? $46.1 million. You're crying over some stupid addendum that's in a contract. You got to be kidding. The guy makes more money than the entire roster of the Oakland Athletics. And the media made this thing bigger than it was. It's not a thing. He, Like Cliff Kingsbury said today, he got his money. Who gives a shit what's written into the contract? At the end of the day, gee, hey, Gigi, it may be embarrassing, but you know what's not embarrassing? My direct deposits on Tuesday. Or maybe they are embarrassing when you're putting that amount of money in my bank. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, who cares? Right? I mean... Big Sills wouldn't eat his. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, 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 that's a fact. I won't eat my mother in law's meatballs. They're not Italian. They're like white lady meatballs. They're just not good. They think because you make it with like a thing of meat, that's an Italian meatball. Once again, okay? Day old Italian bread, Parmesan cheese, Italian parsley, garlic, an egg. Fry those bad puppies up, drop them in the sauce, ready to rock. Hey, right? Not eating my mother-in-law's meatballs. Terrible. Kim's like, just please eat it. And I go, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And she goes, you like it, don't you? And I go, yeah. It was like ragu. <laughs> ragu. That's Italian, I know. People think it's Italian, but not really. 
I, I like Italian sausage too. Seals, would you show up with the wife to practice? Yeah, because my wife likes feats of strength. Okay. Breadcrumbs too. Thank you, brother. That's right. You got to put the breadcrumbs. I forgot that. Very good. All right. Let's get into the Packers here. By the way, I'm hoping everybody's excited. Go over to Jacob Sports, man. You see all those videos of Jalen just completing passes and A.J. Brown and all the receivers, man. What a day. What a day. Unbelievable. The statistics that came out of the opening. Hey, Xander. Unbelievable, right? Let's see here. Hold on. Got to reset those numbers because they're unbelievable, man. Elliot Pauly Shore, WIP. Oh, it didn't come up that way. Elliot Shore. Gee, man, he doesn't even come up on my Siri. <laughs> this guy doesn't even. Elliot Shore. Yeah, man. This guy doesn't even show up on my on my phone. That's terrible. I'm sorry to see that. Flex goes, I'd slap the shit out of my mom for 46.1 million a year. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> some of you guys alright let's look at the Packers here Packers be the Eagles opponent in week number 12 you know the hatred that you have for Aaron Rodgers is magnified by the idiotic media people because you know why he didn't get vaxxed last year he tells people off by the way did you see him showing up for training camp he had a, he had a well, here let me do it nice so I don't get in trouble he had an Italian shirt on. He had one of them, like, you know, those Italian things, you know? And he's got the hair down and he's walking in. I was like, this guy was walking in here, man, like he's Brad Pitt. That's how he sees himself. But you know what thing the Packers are? The Packers are like Apple and Microsoft. You know why? They're always in it, they're always there, they're always a contender. Um, I think the Packers do a nice job and I think they've done a really nice job at retooling this roster here while they're still winning ball games. I really like Matt LaFleur. I think he's one of the upcoming bright young coaches in the NFL. I think he's a great play caller. Now it's easy to be a play caller when your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. However, I will say this about him. He is an upgrade from Mike McCarthy. I think he's a better play caller. I think he designs better plays. I think they're more balanced with his play calling. I thought he was too conservative the year previous to this past season when they were upset by the Niners up at Lambeau. Um, when Brady beat them in the NFC Championship game, I thought he was very conservative, but that was a first-year coach. So he's learning on the fly, too. But he is a fabulous play caller, and he's a fabulous play designer. I like him a lot. <clears throat> I want to show – hey, guys, when you play Aaron Rodgers in week 12, the Eagles, I'm going to show you what a lead is. 
The last two seasons, Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 8,414 yards and 85 touchdowns and nine picks. Aaron Rodgers has thrown as many picks in two years as Jalen Hurts threw all last year with 434 attempts. That's accuracy. That's elite. That's what an elite quarterback looks like. 85 touchdowns, nine picks in two years. And they're 26 and six. And I believe they're 39 and nine in the regular season the last three years. That's winning ball games. He's the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. Wide receivers, it's not going to be an issue in Green Bay. Media wants to make more of it. They've drafted two wide receivers in the first round in the last 40 years. Devontae Adams wasn't even a first-round guy. They'll develop a guy. They'll bring a guy along like they always have. That's one thing that the Steelers and the Packers are notorious for. You know what that is? Developing wideouts and not having to do what Howie does. Fail at wide receiver selections in the first round. I told you this stat before. Do you know that 65% of the Pro Bowl wide receivers the last decade were not first-round draft choices? You don't have to land on a guy in the first round to have an elite player. There's guys that were taken in ladder rounds. Look at Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to be a perennial 100-catch guy. By the way, I, I, I don't know this. Was Cooper Cup a first-rounder? I don't remember. I don't even remember the college he went to. Was Cooper Cup a first-round draft choice? He, he may have been. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not sure if he was a first-round. So Cooper Cup wasn't a first-rounder. Okay. 69th overall selection. Had an historic year last year. Devontae Adams had an historic season last year. Was not a first-round draft choice. Almost every one of the elite guys is not a first-rounder. Tells you something about the position, okay? That there's a lot of them out there. But you got to have the quarterback. Look at, <clears throat> I said this and I've been saying this the last couple days about Devontae. Devontae Adams and Devontae Smith. If Devontae Smith is in Green Bay, he's got 1,500 yards. If Devontae Adams is in Philly, he's got 68 catches, 900 yards. The quarterback will – you think Tyreek Hill's going to be a 1,400-yard guy this year? Never in a million years. Never in a million years. His numbers – he will be – and get this. I guarantee you by week four, he's complaining about Tua. You want to see something go sideways fast? Watch how Tyreek Hill handles Tua. When that thing starts shitting the bed in Miami, Watch. Because these wideouts all have big mouths today. Why do you think Devontae Adams took the Raider gig? 
played college ball with Derek Carr. He knows the dude. He's a young guy. They're roughly the same age. He's looking at his numbers to continue. Devontae Adams could have went anywhere in the NFL. But he chose to go with a guy he knows, he's comfortable with, who's going to be around for the next decade. Because he wants his numbers to increase. You think he was just going to take the bag of money like Tyreek Hill did in Miami? He wasn't going to do that because he's looking at legacy and getting paid. I'll tell you one thing. I wonder how Stefan Diggs looked at that. Because when Stefan Diggs went up to Buffalo, I wonder if he wasn't just chasing the bag of money. All of a sudden, he lucked into that kid being that great Josh Allen. Because he goes from a guy who's making Justin Jefferson look like the best wide receiver in the NFL and Kirk Cousins to a guy who kind of, you all are saying it to me, looked a little sketchy in his first two years. All of a sudden now, Stefan Diggs is a 100-catch guy a year. Eh. Right? If you're smart, taking the bag of money, it's going to be short-lived. Why would you go to a place where you know the guy can't get you 100 catches and the organization doesn't do it? I said this to you guys before. You guys are thinking you're going to have two 1,000-yard 1, reception receivers this year and 200 catch guys you've never had a 100 catch guy in your life but you're gonna have two this year with a quarterback who struggles throwing the ball that's unrealistic you're setting the bar too high do i think jalen 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 has a better chance of winning 12 ball games than he does going for 3800 yards Totally has a better chance of that. As a matter of fact, if you were asking me, Sills, what would be your pick on a prop bet for Jalen Hurts that he wins 12 games? What about his stats? I don't think he's gonna, I don't think they're gonna be exceptional. Because he's not exceptional, but they're gonna win games. Like Kaepernick did. I'll take the win. Spike, that's Spike, that's all I'm saying, too. That's all I'm saying. Spike, you're going to win games, dog. Could I see the Eagles not falling into, playing into 13 wins? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially they start crushing teams. Let me tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you one more time. You see that Cowboy game in week six? You beat those dudes. You 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 the, the, the see you beat Minnesota and the Cowboys. I don't give a shit about the Cardinals, the Lions, even the Wentz game. You beat the Vikings and you beat the Cowboys. You beat somebody who people are looking at. Those are pretty. Cowboys had the number one offense in the NFL last year. Minnesota's got Dalvin Cook, a thirteen hundred yard back. You got one of the best receivers in the game in Jefferson. Adam Thielen's no sneeze. Tight end's pretty good as well. The kid from Miami. What is it, K.J. Osborne? So you want the wins, but not the passing yards because you want to say Hurts can't pass? Well, he can't. I could say it right now. Hasn't shown it once. Trader. 
I'm not too worried about week one. Just be simple and cool. Okay? Cowboy, hey, that's a good call, James Johnson. Okay? Sills, what's the difference between Jalen and Jimmy G? Jimmy G's a better passer. Jimmy G wins games against significant people. Jimmy G has been to two of the last three NFC championship games. Jimmy G went into Dallas last year, beat him. Then he goes into Green Bay and beats him. That's the difference. Minnesota will win their division. I'm going to get to the Packers in two seconds here. They're losing in Detroit in week one. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, and got replaced. Good luck to you. I think they win six games. That's my prediction. And got replaced because management traded three first-rounders away for a guy that's played 19 games in Division I AA. Okay? You traded away three ones for a guy you're not sold on. And now you're talking yourself into it. That's what the 49ers are doing right now. They're talking themselves into it. They're making themselves feel good. They're putting out all the propaganda they can for the players to see it. We believe it's Trey's team. Like, like today with the Sirianni shirt. Got a Jalen Hurts shirt on today. Yeah, man. I feel pretty good about that. That old Jalen Hurts shirt. See that thing? Look good, didn't it? Look good, right? Trey Lance apparently looks phenomenal. So would Jalen today. What were those numbers? 12 of 15, four touchdowns. Shit. Helmets and shorts. Can't get any better than that. Hey. She passed out a Super Bowl trophy today. I won the first day of helmets and shorts. Congratulations to you. <laughs> now we just got to wait till September. Someone should be fired. With, oh, not yet, Spike. Let's see how this thing plays itself out first. Let's look at the Packers here. Let me finish up with the Packers here. Um, I like this A.J. Dillon kid too, man, along with Aaron Jones. They had over 1,600 yards rushing last year. That's because of the quarterback and play action. They're good, man. They can run the ball. They're more versatile. I think Matt LaFleur does a great job at being as balanced as he possibly can. When you've got 8,400 yards passing and 85 touchdowns and only nine picks, and you're putting 1,600 yards up a season as a combination, and get this, both those backs had 86 catches between them. You have 86 catches between those two guys. There's your difference in your passing attack. Aaron Rodgers has a screen game, but the Eagles don't. How can that be? Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have a screen game, but the Eagles don't have a screen game. Not one of their backs is capable enough of being a guy that they can lean on on third down. That's got to change. You want Jalen's numbers at 4,000 yards? You, you And seriously, you know what? Do you know how many yards he probably took away 
from Jalen Hurts last year, not having that screen game, probably 400 yards, 500 yards. Jalen may have actually been closer to 3,600 yards if he had any kind of screen game. Any kind of screen game. Okay? GB has balance. Hard to beat unless you have a bad day. Correct. Um, Packers do have a problem. David Bakhtiari is still um, nursing that left knee injury. And I think he's on the pup list. That'll be a factor. Um, I like Joe Barry. I know Joe Barry from his Tampa days. Joe Barry's a good defensive coordinator. And I'm going to say this to you. I think by week nine, the Packers will probably have one of the better defenses in the NFL. The Packers are going to really win a lot of games this year on defense. And when you have a quarterback and a defense like they do in Green Bay, Green Bay might just be in Glendale. So that whole thing with the wide receivers – you're not looking at the most important component. The Packer defense is getting better. They're going to limit any kind of issues as they develop a wide receiver with three and outs. And Aaron Rodgers is not a three and out quarterback. He'll go to his backs. He'll throw to his running backs until the offense comes around. Then they'll start developing a deep passing game. He's a smart guy. He's going to know where to go with the ball. Do you understand something right now that the, that the Eagles – they don't even have the versatility to do what the Packers are doing right now because they don't have the personnel because Howie doesn't believe in pass-catching running backs. He thinks that position's for shit. You just can't ask Jalen Hurts to do this, drop back seven yards and throw crossing routes and think he's going to have a great season when you're still developing him as a quarterback. They're not developing him right. They don't roll him enough. Let him manage half the field first before he can see all the field. How do you know he's capable of seeing even half the field? Roll him right like they did Montana. Roll him to the right. Screen game. Just throw it to the back. I didn't see that play at all last year. Help the kid. You want the kid to be a guy? Help the kid. You're asking him to throw 20-yard in routes and out patterns and expecting him to be an elite passer you're sadly going to see mistakes and that may cost you a game that you don't want to, like it did against the giants last year. That's exactly what happened in that giant game in the Meadowlands. They don't have a short passing. Brady has a short passing game. Rogers has a short passing game. Stafford has a short passing game. Every elite guy in the league has one except the Eagles. How can you ask a guy, who's not elite to improve his passing game when you haven't improved the system. You're going to line up Miles Garrett, who can't catch a cold, let alone a pass. you got two running backs who had 86 catches in Green Bay. You would think that number would be lower. I think this year it's probably going to be higher. I guarantee you, Rodgers, because of the lack of an elite guy like Devontae Adams in Green Bay, I guarantee you those running backs, they could be right there with DeAndre Swift by the end of the year, the kid from Detroit, for the most receptions by running backs this year. Because Rodgers knows, hey, let's develop the short passing game first and we'll see if we can develop these wide receivers as we go on the fly. I'm saying by the time they get to week 12, Everybody will be rocking and rolling in that secondary because the running backs would have helped the passing game. 
The running backs in Philly do not help the passing game. They have no contribution whatsoever to the passing game. Zero. They're not even really good blitz pickup guys. But that's the GM. He doesn't really value the position. He doesn't. Rodgers is elite, but in the postseason. That's such a dumb comment, bro. Have you seen Peyton Manning or Brett Favre or Russell Wilson or any of those guys who play in the postseason's records? They're the same. You're making it sound like Rodgers is the only guy that floats around the Mendoza line. It's not true. Russell Wilson's 9-7. and seven. Favre is 14 and 13. No, excuse me. Peyton Manning's 14 and 13. Favre's 13 and 12. Those guys, all Marinos doesn't have a winning record in the postseason. You're making it sound like, you know, everybody's got Brady's numbers or Aikman or Montana or Terry Bradshaw's numbers. Okay. They don't value running backs or, yeah, but I think they've kind of turned the corner, Carson, a little bit on the linebackers. They went and get Kaiser White and they drafted a kid in the third round. That says when you get blown out by the Cowboys and in the playoffs, you know he's not the dude. Who got blown out? I mean, I take Mahomes over Rodgers. Anyway, right now, yeah, probably. He has won 39 ball games. And by the way, we'll see what Mahomes does this year without his. Hey, by the way, so Mahomes doesn't have his security blanket, Tyree Kill, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his and Devontae Adams. Let's see how that plays out. Let's see who has, because Josh Allen's got an elite guy. Josh Allen's got an elite guy. By the way, just to close it up on the Packers, I think they could be in Glendale. If that defense comes around, they could be a team fighting for Glendale. Super Bowl. You guys would say Joe Namath sucked because he threw one touchdown in the Super Bowl. Joseph, you know what else they would say that Namath sucks? Namath's got an under 500 record, and he's got more interceptions than touchdowns. And people would say Namath sucked. Namath went to the went to the AFL and was the first television NFL superstar. Okay? Namath was the first TV star. They made Monday Night Football a thing because of Namath. The first game was the Jets and the Browns. Keith Jackson called the game. And if it wasn't for Namath, Monday Night Football probably doesn't happen. Namath was the first TV star for the league. Maybe Gifford, too, a little bit with that giant team, but not like Namath. Namath was, Namath was the first TV guy. Put, tele, put television on the NFL and put the NFL in people's homes because of him. The league owes a lot to Joe. Could have went to the NFL. He could have went to the Cardinals. That's where he was picked to go, was to go to the Cardinals. You know that? The Bidwells offered him some shitty contract. He goes, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> Signed the richest contract in t- team sports history when he went to the Jets. 
Namath was the best Alabama QB ever. Well, I think the guy from Green Bay could also make that comment too, you know, winning five titles in nine years. You know, Star also is a Bama guy. But I would say Namath probably. Okay? You know, Star did win five titles with Lombardi. You know, think about Star. Star was coached by Bear Bryant and Vince Lombardi. I don't know. <laughs> okay? I mean... Bart Starr is coached by Bear Bryant and Lombardi. Yeah, Starr was great. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, I think the Packers are going to be great this year. Yeah, he was the first superstar guy, man. Make no mistake about that. God, there's so much to hit on here. Sirianni, talking about Eagle fans. He's talking about Eagle fans. Don't forget Merrill Reese in hour number three. Yeah, Sirianni is a little presser today. I'm kind of liking um, press conference Nick. You know, he's got these little sayings. He's got these T-shirts and such. Making himself a little personality in Philly, huh? I think the one thing he's missing out on, though, is this. You know how you become a personality? Win. That's when you're a personality. When you win and you beat Dallas and you're in NFC title games, okay? T-shirts and seedlings and Kobayashi videos, it's all good, okay? You get a run and pass because you went nine and eight. Oh, and today was a great practice day. I love it. 12 for 15. Talk about Bart Starr, Joe Namath. Jesus. Wow. 12 of 15. Man. Xander, man, I was listening to John McMullen. It was like listening to people talk about Tom Brady. It's crazy. Big sales for Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is your place, man. For the people is not a slogan. I've been telling you this now for a couple months here. Let me say this to you here, man. Last 30 years, John Morgan and his folks have collected over $13.5 billion in compensation for their clients. They're the biggest law firm in the country, and they will not be intimidated when they go into a courtroom representing your family. Offices in Philly, New York, Florida, the biggest law firm in the country is there for you to represent you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. There's no such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. Again, open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call them, tell them Big Sills sent you. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. 
Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show, Big Sales. Don't forget our three, Merrill Reese, 530 Eastern. Oh, here, here on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Who is this guy? Philly Devil's Advocate. Cilio, keep Jalen Hurts and Philly out of your mouth and focus on your bucks. You, you know, it's funny. It's it's like people come over to my Twitter page and write stuff like that. You know, to me, it's like, it's like seeing a sign when you drive down Sunset Boulevard or you drive down 95 and you look at that and you go, man, that damn sign. I, I hate, I hate that company. And then you call the guy and you tell him you hate the company. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm like, I love it. 
Keep Philly out of your mouth. Glad you're listening. What more can I say? <laughs> hey, hey, Greg. Is it, is it, is it, you should see Xander laughing. Xander laughs at it all. So you got all these podcaster guys now. Very upset with you. That's good, actually. That means it's because of you guys. What are you going to do? Hey, 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 Dank. Very Italian. Thank you. What are you going to do? They're not going to do anything. Head coaches and quarterbacks win in football. We don't know if we have either. Kenzo, um, I think they're good enough. Michael goes, hate the show so much, I come every day. <laughs> hey, um, Kenzo, I, I, you're going to win games. You're going to win games because of the two most important things you have on your team like you had in 17. You're dominant, I think, on both lines. I think you have the talent in the lines to keep you in every game. I don't think you can beat elite teams, though. I don't think you can beat the Aaron Rodgers, the Bradys, the Staffords. I don't think you can – the Mahomeses. I don't think you can beat those teams. By the way, I want to see what Dak looks like without Amari Cooper as well. You have the worst sports takes. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> okay. Right? What? I have the worst sports takes. That your quarterback's mediocre? That's a bad sports take? Which one? What other one do you want? You see, I have at least conviction, Joel. I don't sit around acting like some cheerleader telling you how great you're going to be. There's areas of the football team that are concerning. Don't get behind. You won't win. You don't have a quarterback that can throw you out of trouble. You better dominate. You better run the ball. This is what's going to happen, in my opinion, for the first one, two, three, four, five, six. You want me to tell you what my prediction is? My prediction for the first six games of the year you're going to pretend that you're going to do what you did last year when you started out 2-5 and five and you're going to want to throw the ball because guess why? You're enticed because of A.J. Brown to do it. And you think that's going to make all kinds of differences in the passing game, and it's not. Because what they're going to do, they're going to put many people in the box. They're going to stop the run. They're going to make Jalen find the guys in the open. And we'll find out. We're going to find out how accurate he is in that first game against Dan Campbell. Then we're going to find out in that Minnesota game. You want to know? Because if they come out throwing the ball and they don't start the season as they finish the season, you'll be two and four. And you'll be rallying it again. And by the way, where's all the, hey, helmets and shorts. You know why I've been goofing on that? Helmets and shorts are not quality reps. Let me say this to you. Xander, this is kind of, probably should have said this before. You know why I'm goofing on it? You think helmets and shorts are quality reps? Controlled scrimmage, that's a little tick above it. Preseason exhibition games, those are quality reps. And then you get into the season, those are real fired reps. 
Those aren't quality reps. Colin Kaepernick could go in the backyard and look decent throwing the ball to some high school guy. That's not quality reps. That doesn't tell me shit about the kid. Four touchdowns, 12 of 15. Throwing the ball in your backyard with a Nerf ball to your buddy. That's what that is. Those are, those are propaganda videos. I guess sometimes it's me that has to be the guy that gives it to you straight. Okay? Those are propaganda videos. People waving to the crowd when the economy sucks. Everyone knows what that is. I'm sitting on the couch with my dog. Gas is where it is and food prices are where it is. It's a rouge. Eagle fan goes, you talk about the guy every day because the guy's going to be talked about every single second for 2022. Big pick and O-line was a Cowboy strength. I don't think it is there any longer. Damn, my problem with you is that you use stats in a second-year quarterback on a bad team and rookie head coach and using that to define his career. No. I look at his entire body of work that he's done when he lost his job at Alabama, had the best receiving core and the best coaching in the country. And I would say this, the best coaches that he's ever had were in Alabama. That includes Philly. Your offensive line coach was hired from Alabama. His best coaching that he's ever had was in Alabama. Probably second is uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's done some nice things with quarterbacks. Look at all the quarterbacks that got paid that played for Lincoln Riley. Didn't really pan out to do much. And we'll see. I think Murray's probably going to be pretty good. But, you know, I, I look Baker Mayfield, I don't know. <laughs> Dan, stop giving straight takes. Make them a little crooked. Okay. Then I'll have to act like my government. Eagles defense should dismantle the Cowboys. Really? Well, that well, I want to see that because they've dismantled the Cowboy or the Eagles the last couple of games that they've played. Why are you so mad that someone had stats for Jalen Hurts? Sirianni never said anything about that. I haven't said that he said that. I'm talking about a media guy reporting it. Some dude named Pauly Shore did it. I wasn't really talking about Nick there. I'm going to get to Nick here in a minute. I never said Nick's name. Dan, do you bring him up at the dinner table? No, because I usually talk about things I enjoy at the dinner table. No, I don't, I don't talk about things that I don't enjoy. And I don't enjoy watching him. Exactly. You're using info from his college days. You're basing your opinion on old narratives. He's still inaccurate. He can't find anybody. Troy Aikman ripped him four months ago. The same stuff that he was ripped in Alabama about. Not being accurate. And he's just not accurate. Troy Aikman was screaming at him on national television on a Fox broadcast for a quarter and a half. And that was only a couple months ago. That's not an old narrative, guy. 
I wasn't ripping him. Aikman was. Dude, just throw the ball. Dude, he's out there wide open. Throw it to him. Dude, throw the ball. Dude, how many times did that? Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. I was on Twitter screaming it. Just throw the ball. He couldn't. Couldn't find it. Baldinger told you that he didn't get coached hard until he got to Lincoln Riley. Are you under some guys that you think that those players at Alabama don't get coached hard? So you think Lincoln Riley coaches his players harder than Nick Saban does? (laughs) Lincoln Riley has done nothing compared to Nick Saban. Zero winning stupid big 12 titles and getting trucked in semifinal games doesn't necessarily mean to me he's a good coach. Every time that guy gets into a significant game, Lincoln Riley, he gets destroyed because he can't recruit defensive guys. Nick recruits everybody wideouts. He's got the best defensive player he's ever had in his entire coaching career, Will Anderson. By the way, Will Anderson would have went number one this year, and that kid's coming back. Dude, you can tell me all you want about Bryce Young. Will Anderson's the best player on that Bama team. <laughs> they Somebody asked me my Heisman favorite out of the gate. It's Will Anderson. Because I'm a defensive guy, I'm going to give him some love. I think he has the opportunity. 17 and a half sacks last year. The kid's a beast, man. What the hell are you talking about, Oklahoma? It's it's right. Well, he said that Lincoln Riley coached Hurts hard. Lincoln Riley? (laughs) Lincoln Riley is a bum compared to Nick Saban. How he got that Southern Cal job, by the way, my opinion, he ran from that Oklahoma job. You know why? OU's going into the SEC. They'll be seven and five. Seven and five. They're going to look like Vanderbilt once they get into that conference. Texas. Those teams, Texas can't beat Kansas. And you're going to go into the SEC and beat A&M. Okay. Sure. Dan, why are you so mad at Elliot Shore Parks? I'm not mad at him. I love the fact that he he's giving you statistics that don't matter. Just talking about things that – those are the worst reps you get in, in practice. Throwing the air, helmets, and shorts. They're not quality reps. They're reps more than they've done. But how are you going to get better when you're not playing your guys in the exhibition season? You're you're controlled scrimmages and you're not really practicing against one another. I saw other teams today in full gear. I can't wait to see how many practices the Eagles have every week in full gear. And before they break, I guarantee you they're going to be one of the first teams to break camp. I guarantee you they break camp in 10 days. Watch. And then you're going to tell me they got better because of 12 or 15 in helmets and shorts. They're not quality reps. Sorry. (laughs) They're not. 
Yeah, but his spin changed. Saban was not Jalen's quarterback coach. Kiffin was. <laughs> okay. Kiffin was. Who hired Kiffin? Are you under some impression that that Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, doesn't coach his players hard? Well, that'd be a mistake too. I know Lane. I know his dad very well, Monty Kiffin. And if you think that that guy doesn't coach his guys hard, and doesn't get in their shit, you'd be wrong there too. Jalen Rager had two touchdowns today. Holy cow. Is that great? And Dank, right. Nobody's mad. Nobody's mad. You're mad at me because I'm talking truths. Yep. Riley bailed on Oklahoma and had to go to the West Coast. And now he's going to go to the weaker Big Ten. Watch this. If you take Ohio State out of the Big Ten, what do you have? A decent Michigan, an underachieving Penn State, and Iowa. And and Wisconsin, I guess. When you go to the Southeastern Conference, winning the West, winning the West, LSU, A&M, Bama, winning the West is almost as hard as winning the South. Winning the SEC is harder than winning the national championship. That's a fact. You know, the SEC champion was Bama. You know, Georgia can go around saying this. Hey, you know, we're national champs. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't win the conference. What ring would you rather have? An SEC, a premier ring? Or some Copa ring? If you're in soccer. I don't know. I'd rather that premier league, you know. SEC West. Saban got the top recruiting class every year before the nil era. Hertz had eight drops. TDs, three called back. Yesterday, comparing Murray to Brady is like comparing Halle Berry to Martha Stewart. Thank you, Joseph. (laughs) It's true. When did the Eagle fans start crowning crowning players that haven't earned it? That's a great take. Hey, Kenzo, why are you giving Jalen all this love when he hasn't done shit yet? That's a great take. why, Why are you... If you're telling me Josh Allen hasn't won anything, or you're telling me Justin Herbert hasn't won anything, or Lamar Jackson hasn't won anything, even though those guys are accomplished, why are you so high on Jalen? Because he's your guy? Okay, fair. Why are why are why are you high on him? If you're talking shit, if you're talking shit on Kirk Cousins, who's thrown for over 4,000 yards. In six of the last seven years, and you're telling me that he's no good and he's a bum, and you're talking about Jalen, why are you crowning him anything? What, because he's a good dude and he shows up on time to work? We won practice today. Look at Joseph. 
Jo- Joseph, you're starting to sound like big sales. <laughs> and people are, hey, hey, Joseph, know this. When you start sounding like big sales, people are going to come after you. They're going to come after you. So Sirianni had his Jalen Hurts shirt on today. Here, here's expectations are high in Philly. I want to get this right here because uh, he was asked the question why he was wearing um, a Jalen Hurts shirt, and he said, "He's our quarterback." So we have a T-shirt, twelve of fifteen. Jesus criminy, man. The propaganda's high. So we have a coach wearing a Jalen Hurts shirt. You got a reporter for the flagship station of the Eagles giving you statistics that don't matter today. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how you don't look at this as propaganda. Dude, let's get to September and let's get to the games. Let's not let people try to convince you before you see it. All I'm here to tell you guys, temper it. Let's let it happen. Watch this. All kidding aside, I think it's going to be a successful season. But there's a lot of variables to this. The quarterback, the coach, the D.C., health, rotation. How are they playing these new guys? Okay, just giving me 12 of 15, throwing in helmets and shorts, he, he, hearing even our very own John McMullen look great today, passing the back of the end zone over the shoulder, only place you could catch it. But let me see that at Ford Field. Let me see that at Ford Field with two minutes left and a half. Then we start going, dude, that's you don't you don't get kudos for going and being perfect in practice. See NFL. You better be perfect. But the coach is wearing shirts, our quarterback. I wonder if Sean McDermott's got an our quarterback shirt on for Josh Allen or if um, uh, Todd Bowles has a shirt, Tom Brady's my guy. (laughs) Wait, wait. I I guess the shirt's being worn in case you didn't know it. I I wonder if Andy Reid's wearing that shirt. Hey, Patrick Mahomes is my guy. Dan, I'm going to tell you a secret about us Eagle fans. This is when we start most, the most happiest. It's now to the end of camp. Okay, trader. Okay. Okay, Chris. I'm here to tell you, you should be. I'm not, hey, Chris, if I'm coming off like I'm selling that Philly shouldn't win 10 plus games. I'm sorry, because that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying I don't want to hear people talking to me about BS. 
when I hear a reporter on the flagship station of the Eagles and I hear these guys barking about the dumbest shit, okay? Now, by the way, I love the videos we have, uh, Jacob Sport. I watch that stuff. I love watching the drills. I love to see what Tracy Rocker and them guys are doing. I won't lie to you. I love that stuff. But when I start seeing narratives being put around the video while he was on fire today, he wasn't on fire. I could take my daughter in the backyard with a Nerf ball and I'll show you. She could catch and be on fire too. I'm not shitting on, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would never do that to John McMullen. I got the most respect on the planet for him. I do not. That would never, you will never hear me talk shit on a teammate. That is never going to happen. I've never done that in my entire 33 years broadcasting. That will not happen. Our medium Philly has been this way forever. World gets to see it now. Practices where you define your craft. Yeah, with quality reps, though. All right, I got it. Hey, guys. <clears throat> hey, but Joseph, that's his opinion, Daddy, that Jalen looked good in practice. It's okay. It's not a bad thing. By the way, you don't get, you don't get pats on the back for looking good in practice. It's the NFL. I mean, if a guy's talking about Abe, if he's talking about junior football league or high school football and stuff like that, the guy doesn't, you know what I mean? I mean, then you give him a pat on the back or a pat on the head and you tell him, come on, guy, we got to do it again. Okay? But when you're in the NFL, should be perfect. All right, hour two. Don't forget, 5.30 Eastern time, our dear friend Merrill Reese. I cannot wait to talk. He's got to be so amped up about this coming season. He has seen it all. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show, Big Sills. Thank you so much for coming aboard. The legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Reese, will be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. I hope you'll stick around. Please hit that like button. See Jerry Jones's State of the Union yesterday. Where's Mike McCarthy? Why in the world would the owner of the Cowboys undermine his head coach day one of training camp. Jerry Jones right there shows you what's wrong with that franchise and why they'll never win a Super Bowl as long as Jerry's alive. Never do it without Jimmy. He'll be 80 years old in October. If this guy was so brilliant of a general manager when Jimmy Johnson was around, why didn't he do it again? You know, he's never replaced Jimmy. He replaced Aikman. He replaced Emmett. He replaced Irvin. He replaced that defense they had back in the day, but he's never been able to replace Jimmy. Even with Parcells. He's never been able to replace him. Okay? Never. And he's going to go to the man upstairs knowing that the only reason that he has three Super Bowl championships is because of Jimmy Johnson. And when you fired that guy and said this, anybody could coach the Cowboys. Well, think of how many coaches they've had since JJ. And that one of them has gotten close in 27 years. What was the thing he said yesterday? We have to be viable in the playoffs. Really? The Cowboys winning three Super Bowls in four years with the team that Jimmy built. That's viable. That's the last dynasty before the Patriot dynasty. Jerry Jones, as a brander for the league, and as an executive for the league has been Hall of Fame. Jerry Jones' general manager has failed. And the Eagles have taken it, the Giants have taken advantage of it in the last 20 years. 
Giants got a couple Super Bowl trophies themselves since 2000. Okay, I mean, Eagles have won. The Cowboys are not near what the Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles have been since 2000 when it comes to being relevant in the division, in the conference, and in the postseason. The Eagles by far have been more relevant than any team actually in the NFC East. And people are talking about the Cowboys because you know why? There's the national hype machine. See, Philly's a local national. Philly's local national. Cowboys are national hype. Okay? You either love the Cowboys or you hate the Cowboys, but you follow the Cowboys and you watch the Cowboys. They're a national brand. They're not a local brand like Philly. Philly's a local brand. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Jerry Jones's brilliance have kept them relevant because their football hasn't. What have they done? Do you know Tom Brady has more wins in the NFC playoffs in two years in Tampa than the Cowboys had in the last 30 years? That's crazy. Matthew Stafford has won more playoff games. Okay, in one year, then the Cowboys have won in 26. Shit, Joe Burrow has won more playoff games than the Cowboys have won in 26 years. Uh, You guys could say this, yuck the Cowboys. You don't have to say it. Guys, you don't have to say yuck the Cowboys. As a football team, they're not relevant. I've always said this about the Cowboys. Wearing the star is more important than actually representing the star. Jimmy's players enjoyed representing the star. The players today, they want to be football stars. When you play on the Cowboys, you're going to get paid and you're a TV star. Look at the guys that are on TV today. They're not good football teams. Hey, Pickin goes, I love beating that team. I know, of course you do. You love beating the hype. Easy money, Matt Corral lighting it up at Panthers practice, baby. Yeah. Dallas fans are delusional. They're drunk with hype every year. Cowboys are the Kardashians. I've said that for the last six years. They are the Kardashians. The Dallas Cowboys are by far the Kardashians. Okay? Not very talented, but they know how to make money. That's the Dallas Cowboys. In a nutshell, the mob could run the Cowboys better than Jerry Jones. Chris Kardashian would be a better general manager than Jerry Jones. She knows how to make money. And her girls have no talent. They're smoking. I give you this. (laughs) But, I mean, think about how they made their name the Kardashians. OJ's lawyer. Crazy. Cowboys are more interesting in image than winning. Yeah. Because that's what sells the brand. They're the highest rated television show every year. And David Hill even says it. 
Oh, when the Cowboys get beat, it's massive ratings. You know that? When the Cowboys get beat, or Jerry does one of those stupid press conferences like he did yesterday, talking about expectations and what is the word viable in the playoffs? What's that mean? You haven't been viable for three decades. What is going to change this year? Your depleted O-line, losing Randy Gregory and Amari Cooper, squeeze against the salary cap the way you've been, Eagles now starting to catch you and run up on you now, Eagles closing the gap. What? What? Why in the world would I sit here and go, the Cowboys are going to be formidable this year? Right? However, it's a great watch because, you know, here, remember something. News networks and shows like ours, we cover plane crashes. We don't cover plane landings. We love watching the train wreck, Tyson, biting the ear. You don't cover Tim Duncan. You cover Shaquille and Kobe bitching. Because it sells. You cover the Deshaun Watson case. Not Russell Wilson. It's not interesting. That's our media today. We cover train wrecks. Dallas is a train wreck waiting to happen. Every year, the Cowboys set sail like the Titanic. But you know, in this story, you and me know that they're going to hit an iceberg somewhere. Okay? But the problem is the fans won't jump off. They go down with the ship every year. It's the story every year. It's like Groundhog Day for the Cowboys. It's Groundhog Day slash the Titanic every year with Dallas. You know they're going to hit the iceberg. You know it. There's nothing that in my soul says, well, they're going to not hit the iceberg. And what's sad about this, you know the ending. At least the Titanic and the people on the Titanic didn't know it. I mean, watching the Cowboy train wreck every year, oh, it's classically great TV. Jimmy Garoppolo goes in and beats you. Jesus. And now he's fired from San Francisco. And you paid a guy $42 million, and Garoppolo makes half the money. And he whooped you in your own building. Wow. Flex says the talent is there in Dallas, though. It's the coaching. Of course it's the coaching. When your owner comes out as the first face that the media sees and not the head coach, you you undermine your head coach right out of the gate. The players know he has no autonomy. He's You want to know what when people say that comment to me all the time about game-managing quarterback. What do you think Mike McCarthy is? You know what Mike McCarthy is? Mike McCarthy is a librarian. He's an accountant. He, he's like a department head. Personnel, coaching, I guess kind of coaching because he doesn't really pick the staff. Kellen Moore's still there, and so is Dan Quinn. He wasn't picked by them. 
So when the Eagle fans go, Sills, I hate Dallas. I hate even talking about them. You don't have to worry about Dallas. You got to worry about Washington. I actually think it's Washington you got to worry about this year. <laughs> hey, 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 Xander, look at Joseph. We watch this train wreck of a show every day, Sills, because we just can't look away. <laughs> uh, look, look at that, Xander. We watch this train wreck of a show every day. Man, I love this guy, man. This guy here, I, I, I like this guy. <laughs> hey, Eagle fans, you're getting worried about the Cowboys. You ain't got to worry about them. I know you want to beat them. Got to beat them. You got to beat the Cowboys. But don't worry about them. You know? Don't worry about those guys. They'll shoot themselves in the foot. They'll do something stupid like they always do. Yeah, worry about Washington. Washington actually has Antonio Gibson can run the ball. Their old line's improved. Their quarterback play is going to be better. They got the kid from Ohio, uh, Penn State to go along the side of Terry McLaurin. Their defense is getting Chase Young back. They got Jonathan Allen in the middle. Their linebacking play is pretty good. And they got guys in the secondary. And you got the best coach in the division. I don't know. I like Scott Turner. I think he's a good OC, and I think that Dan, excuse me, um, Jack Del Rio is a good DC. D-line's great in in Washington. I think Wentz is going to have a great year this year. I do. And look, when I started the show off today, I know some of you guys, again, I hope you get sarcasm. I know some of you don't because you're not allowed to have that today in media. You know, you're not really allowed to do that, having sarcasm. Because people like the Internet assassins take that and go, well, you know, this guy really said this about this guy. Called him a ham sandwich. Whatever. Commanders will not run on the Eagles. Oh, I don't think you're sweeping them this year. I don't. I think you're splitting with them. I think you're sweeping the Giants. And I think you're getting beat twice by Dallas this year. <laughs> what does that mean? Hey, I know that may not be something you want to hear. Let's see. Giants, you sweep. You better sweep. You didn't last year. Washington, I think you split. Dallas, I think you're own two. Three and three in the division. That's what I think you are. It's all right. I think you're three and three in the division. 49ers are saying, get Jimmy off my team. Wake up. I know it's dumb. Eagles need to be over 500 against the NFC East. Yale, well, look, and by the way, when I say this, hey, Yale, when I say this about Dallas, I don't think those games are going to be runaway games like they have been. Okay? I don't think they're going to be runaway games. I think these games are going to be really close and really contested. And that, that's where you're going to see the improvement in the Eagles. 
is that you're closing the gap on Dallas. I think you've closed the gap on Dallas, but I don't know so much as your, your quarterback is not near as good as Dak. Silio, go take your meds. Wait a minute, gaming. When's the last time you had a good, when's the last time you beat the Cowboys? Can you guys tell me? Oh, that's got to be when Dak was hurt. When's the last time you beat Dak? When's the last time you guys beat Dak? Can you tell me? Does anyone know that? When's the last time the Eagles beat Dak Prescott? And I'm not talking about the year Dak was out. When's the last time you beat Dak? Nineteen for the division title. Okay, four years ago. Okay. Four years ago. Reyes goes shit up, Sills. We know that Dak is already. We know who he is. He isn't a playoff ca- uh, capable quarterback. And that's many, many years of supporting that notion. Well, um, don't you think that's an organizational thing? They've sucked for 30 years. Think that's a DAC thing? They've sucked for 30 years. Don't you think that's more coaching? I mean, last 30 years, I mean, Dak's been there like, what, seven years now? Easy money. Absolutely. Got to beat Dallas. QBs don't own their own quarterbacks. He hasn't taken them to the conference finals. Nobody's taken them to the conference finals since Aikman. They haven't had a quarterback take them to the conference finals in 27 years. Big Sills is on meds? What? Because I said you're not going to beat Dallas twice? Well, prove it. And prove me wrong. Who's to blame for last year's playoff loss? So, wait a minute. Let me ask you something. What was that play at the end of the game against the 49ers? What was that play at the end of the game when they spiked the ball? Okay, what, what what was that? Was that Dak? Was that um? Was that um, Mike McCarthy, or was that all of them? What in the hell was that play at the end of the game? I mean, it was chaos. You had no understanding of a two minute drill. You didn't even give yourself a chance for a throw into the end zone where you may have gotten a pass interference play and you may have been able to get the ball in the end zone. You're at home. You may get that call at home. Okay? What in the hell was that at the end of the Cowboy game last year versus... The 49ers. Man, you can't have that. You can't, you when you're a when you're a quarterback and an experienced quarterback like that, 
you've got to have, understand two-minute drills going into a half, two-minute drills going into the end of ball games. And when you're making chaotic calls like that, like Mike McCarthy did, Mike McCarthy gave his team no chance at all at, get, at least getting a pass interference at the end of that playoff game. The Dallas Cowboys are the Kardashians one more time of the NFL. Okay? They have no – I mean, they're the Kardashians. The football team doesn't know, again, and hasn't won anything in 30 years. 30 years since Jimmy Johnson. The football team will not win as long as Jerry is still running that thing because he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Let's get to, to – let me, let me say this to you here. So this week we've had them all on here, man. We've had Gary Cobb on Monday. Um, Brian Westbrook was with us yesterday. And on Thursday we're going to have Mike Missanelli and we're going to have Keith Jackson on on Friday. So it's training camp time. And the only guy that I can think of that has covered pretty much for the last 50 years, the Philadelphia Eagles. This has got to be one of the most hyped years and Eagle history. Let's bring on the golden voice of the Philadelphia Eagles and the legendary voice, our friend Merrill Reese. He joins us now. Merrill, I don't know about you, but did you like my comparison on the Cowboys? They're the Kardashians of today. <laughs> it's interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> Merrill, the hype on this team, man. Are you comfortable with it? I don't pay attention to it. Oh. I, I honestly don't. I, I think it's great that everybody's excited about this team. It's easy to understand why they're excited about this team. However, you can go back to 2017 when they won the Super Bowl, and there was none of this kind of hype going into that season. I, I Listen, I'm excited. I love what they did. I think that Howie Roseman did a great job in the draft. I think he filled a lot of spots that needed to be filled. However, I've, I've used this expression with you before, Dan, and it is the fact that the NFL – is a war of attrition. And a lot of things can happen between the time they open the season in Detroit and the time they conclude that season. It happens on the injury front. It happens who, with players who outperform their expectations. There are players who you expect a lot from, and they have underwhelming performances. So there are so many things that can happen that I'm not about to start using those two words Super Bowl or one word, whatever, whatever it is right now. I, I'll wait and see. You, you, you know, Merrill, I brought this up with Seth Joyner last week and um, just, you, just your take on it. Cause you've seen so many different rosters over the years. You know, I was explaining to everyone here that when you bring in a lot of new faces and I was using language as um, a barometer here, like you bring in a guy like a James Bradbury, you bring him in, he knows French. You bring in Hassan Reddick, he knows Portuguese. You bring in this particular player, he knows German. My point was, is that the terminology and every different system has different techniques, has different systems. Do you concern yourself, Merrill, that there are a lot of new faces, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that again, I mean, with the limited practice time that they're getting, new faces, the expectations we need, like you said, to kind of ramp them down a little bit because it's going to take a time for these guys to gel. I'd be more concerned, Dan, if those new faces were on the offensive side of the ball. With the Fair enough. 
of, of A.J. Brown. Um, I, I think defense is aggression. I think defense can be taught very, very quickly. And I think it's, it, it's something that can be taken care of in the course of training camp in September, which is really what the preseason used to be. So I think the defense is going to be instantly better. That's not a big problem. What I like is the fact that Jalen Hurts mentioned today that this is the first time that he's been coached by the same offensive coach for two years in a row since going back to his high school days. I mean, he's had different offensive coordinators for five different years, and that's tough, but he feels comfortable now. I I like the fact that that, to me, is more important, that the quarterback be comfortable and know the system. And I think you're going to see a great gain in what he is able to do. I've got to read this because someone just threw up some money here. Mr. Reese, I'm 44 years old. I just want you to know that you've been, you've made every Eagle game special um, ever since I was 12 years old. And I wanted to thank you. So this guy, he just, he posted that. How does that make you feel, Merrill, that when you see somebody like that and they post something like that, I, I know it makes you probably feel old, <laughs> but it's got to really be something that, that you're the voice that kids grew up with, you know, watching and listening to Eagle games. Yeah, but they're the fans that I was broadcasting to every week. And when you're in that broadcast booth and you hear that stadium vibrate and you hear that tremendous roar and you see how much they love that football team, it just propels you. So it's great to hear. And I certainly appreciate it, but, I thank the fans. Uh, it's it's back at you because you inspire all of us. The impact that A.J. Brown has, you think, on Dallas Goddard and also on Devontae Smith, who do you think he has the bigger impact on this year in this offense? Probably Devontae Smith because, first and foremost, he's a wide receiver. Uh, but a wide receiver with a lot of ability to run – after he catches the ball, you know, he's, he's 226 pounds and he can, he can bang into people. He's going to help the tight end too. He's going to help the whole offense. But I think if, if you say uh, he, he will take some of the pressure, they're not going to be able to double up or triple team Devontae Smith the way they did at times last year. Miles Sanders, give me your assessment on him. I hear so many different opinions of him. Hey, the, the Eagles don't really, really, you know, put a value on that position. And yet I look at a guy with a 5.0 yards per carry and I see, and, and Brian Westbrook goes like this and I go, do you think he's a talented guy? He goes, oh my God, I think he's an exceptionally talented guy. But for you, Merrill, I mean, it, it just seems that he's, he's spoken of as just another guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, your assessment on Miles Sanders. Well, he, he's a second round draft choice who has played like a first-round draft choice. I don't have any any question about the talent and the explosiveness of Miles Sanders. I think he's a special back. I have one reservation, and that goes back to the old buddy Ryan uh, adage that durability is as important as ability, and he has missed a lot of time with nagging injuries. Uh, he's healthy right now, but but he has to be able to stay on the field. You know, Merrill, I would make this comment, and please tell me if you think I'm wrong. I mean, one of the things, if you want to help Jalen Hurts this year and you want to help Jalen Hurts 
uh, start to increase as a quarterback in people's eyes. And also you want to see him develop into the player that we think he can be. They've got to improve their screen game. Backs have to be more effective on catching the ball. I mean, the one thing that Brady has and the one thing that Aaron Rodgers has, Aaron Rodgers is two backs, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They had almost 90 catches last year. Improving on the short game the uh, helps the perimeter game. It helps play action. Do you agree that the backs that the Eagles have, that's got to be a point where they work on so that they can help the offense. Asking Jalen Hurts, Merrill, just to throw out patterns and seam routes, you're not going to have a high completion percentage if you're not going to be able to get a good screen game going. Brady made a living on that. Yeah, and there's no reason why they shouldn't have a good screen game. Uh, Sanders was not the receiver last year, but he he has those skills. Uh, Both Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are good catchers of the football. So they ought to be able to use the screen game to their advantage this year. And you add to the fact that they just have they just have a terrific offensive line. You set up that screen game, and Jason Kelsey gets downfield like nobody's business picking off tacklers. So it, it certainly can work. You know what? And I and I and Merrill, I, you know, covering the team now. I thought Kevin Mawai was a guy that got down the field on second levels, and I thought he was maybe the best center I'd seen probably since uh, Ray Donaldson and maybe even Dwight Stevenson. But when you watch Kelsey get down the field and you watch him get to third-level stuff at year 12, Mm -hmm. he's clearly one of the best centers that I've ever seen play the position. So, I mean, there's no question. He's got to be one of the best old linemen you've ever seen play there in Philly. Oh, he is. He is. He's he's probably the best center I've ever seen uh, as a broadcaster. I mean, you you want to go back a hundred years and talk about one of the greatest Eagles of all time, Chuck Bednarik, who was the prototypical center and a Hall of Famer. But I I don't think it's fair to go back to you know 1948 through 1960. Uh, that's a completely different era. But of the of the um, of, let's say the post 1980 era. Uh, where Guy Morris was the center for that team. Uh, this is Jason Kelsey is by far the best, by far. Well, just so you know, I mean, my uncle's Robustelli, right? And I asked Concrete years ago, I go, so what did you tell Gifford when you were standing over him after he knocked you out? And I didn't realize how, like, salty Concrete was, okay? So he goes, Sills? I told him this effing game is over. And he, <laughs> he did it live on the air. And I'm like, he is by far. I had that picture in my bedroom of him standing over Gifford. And every time Gifford would come over and see that, he'd go, oh, my God. And he, I mean, just truly one of the greatest giants of all time. Let me take you over to the head coach, Nick Sirianni. Had a Jalen Hurts shirt on today, you know. Talking about, hey, here's my quarterback. What are you making, Nick? Trying to make a little personality for himself. I like oh, that, how the players that, that, gravitate that, to him too. You know that that's Nick. Uh, he doesn't try to be anybody other than who he is, and he's a guy with a lot of a lot of personality. He's a guy who relates well to the players. He's a young, enthusiastic coach. Uh, there are areas this year where he will continue to grow with experience, but. Nick is himself, and I like that. He doesn't try to be, you know, Joe Cool. Uh, if, if he's excited about something, you see it. And he's very, very conscious of what the players think. He wants the players to be on board with everything, and he knows how to motivate them. That's very important. 
Merrill, do you agree? And I said this all the here's the schedule. I wrote it down. I hand wrote out all the games this year. I don't care what anyone says. Gotta be Dallas. That that's the benchmark for this team. Since since the division title, I think four years ago, that's the last time they beat Dak Prescott. They've got to beat this football team here for this to be a successful year. I don't want to make it sound college, but that's that, that's your benchmark in this division, isn't it? You've got sure. to beat this team. Sure, sure. Uh, if, if you want the Eagles to be the best team in the division, uh, they have to prove it. The, the team going into the season, who most people pick as first in the NFC East, is the Dallas Cowboys. So if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. I think it's a two-team race. Merrill, how many wins this year? 12, 13, 14? How many wins? You, I, I want Merrill Reese on record. How many wins? Okay. Uh, I will give you a win total. If you will tell me who will be standing when the Eagles <laughs> meet the Dallas Cowboys on December 24th. Give me, give me 18 of the 22 people. <laughs> Okay, so Merrill, you're asking me basically the same thing as this. Dan, I, I would rather give you projections on Powerball numbers than I would <laughs> on one I mean, loss total. I mean, are they are they a team capable of winning 11 or 12 games? Uh, on paper, they are, but nobody plays this game on paper. Absolutely. Merrill, it is great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for doing this, as always. I mean, hey, by the way, so are you going to be able to go on the road this year with the yes. team? Yes. Are you looking forward to that? I am. Sure. I, I'd like to be there, except for Washington. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You hey, you hey, hey, by the way, though, that Washington game, are you looking more forward to the Washington game or the Jets? I am. I am. Yeah. The, the Hurts versus Carson Wentz. Of course I am. <laughs> I, I, I just wish I had a better vantage point. That's all. <laughs> that dump that you call FedEx. <laughs> well, you know what? I think they I think the people who go there think of it as a dump, too. I think they do. Merrill, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Dan. Take care. You got it. The legendary Merrill Reese. I don't think anybody I've ever heard likes FedEx. Okay? Land over Maryland. Hey, great job. <laughs> yeah. Great job at Landover, Maryland, man. Hey, big sales here for Morgan & Morgan here where the fee is free. Means this. They do not get paid unless you do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one law firm that will protect you and your family's rights. That's Morgan & Morgan. Look, for the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. They're never going to go into a courtroom doing this. Hey, we're intimidated. Because they are the biggest. 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are ready to do battle for you. Open 24-7, seven days a week. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Look, the consultation's free and the call is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sills sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. For the people.com. 
Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Oh, geez. man, unbelievable. Big sales, please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. We really appreciate it. By the way, tomorrow, Mike Missanelli will be with us at 4.30 Eastern time. We will talk to the legendary Philadelphia sports broadcaster and part of our post-game show, which you could check right here after every Eagle game. Can't wait to see that thing too. Mike is probably going to light Seth on fire a little bit, but Andy Gunn, I would think that's thing. It's going to make for a great, great, great broadcast. Broadcast. So we look forward to that. So looking forward to Mike. I love what they're saying in Jacksonville about Doug Peterson. There's a professional in the building. Instead of that loser, Urban Meyer. 
Isn't it funny when you get a pro in the building, no matter what your company is, no matter who they are, you spot leadership right away, don't you? You know when a guy's a leader and he's not. You know when a guy commands a room. Doug commanded a room. Then again, Howie Roseman looked at Doug Peterson like he does linebackers and running backs. He thinks coaches are interchangeable. Isn't that funny about the Eagle organization? They look at coaches as interchangeable chess pieces. Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, two of the most successful coaches in the history of the franchise. Andy Reid, in my opinion, should still be coaching the Eagles. Like Don Shula. Okay? Andy's better today. Then again, Patrick Mahomes is probably lit a fire under his coaching ability, and it's probably made him a little bit more kick because he's got one of these revolutionary or generational, I should say, players like Mahomes. He didn't have that in Philly. Then again, whoever has that. I think the reason that Shula kept coaching is because he had Marino. Honestly, I think that's one of the reasons that kept Don Shula going. When you get a player like that, and then think about it, for instance, when you get a player like a Dan Marino or Peyton Manning or a generational guy like that, and he lights a fire and you don't really come through, think about what that does to to a coach. Don Shula had more success with Bob Greasy, who threw the ball 14 times, than he did with Dan Marino, who threw it 38 times a game. Some would say this, well, Marino was his best quarterback. Yeah, but his most accomplished quarterback was Bob Greasy. Right? Stan Humphreys led the Chargers to the Super Bowl. Not Dan Fouts or Phillip Rivers or even Drew Brees. Okay? So it can happen. I mean, if Stan Humphreys can do it, Jalen can do it. Andy Reid is a better coach today because of Mahomes. Okay? Still got the same play calling issues when it comes to two-minute warnings going into halves and ending ball games. Still has, still has that issue still. Not really ever gotten around that. Yale says, disagree. It was time to move on from Andy. I think Andy had too much stuff going on in his personal life with his kids, too. How Sills gets all these great guests on such a terrible show is beyond me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy how people like Ice Cube and everybody show up? Jimmy Johnson, Bruce Arians, Frank Reich, Joseph. It's crazy how all those guys show up. Tom Telesco, it's crazy, isn't it? George Foreman, man. Herschel, I don't know how all these bums show up. I still don't get get it. Same year, all quarterback taken. Why is Hurts the only quarterback that gets trashed? Trashed? What's your definition of trashed? That he's not elite? Is that trashing? I don't think he's terrible. I told you that. 
I never said he's terrible. I've never – well, that's, I kid. But honestly, all kidding, I've never said that. I've never said that. Okay? George Foreman was great on the program, Seth. Hey, UFC 277, man. I love UFC. Hertz was the worst passer on throws over 20 yards. Of course he was. They don't help him out in the screen game, in the short passing game. The Eagles don't have one. That's really not on Jalen. Okay? That's really not on him. I think that's situational play calling and designing of plays and a game plan. I think that was coaching. And quite frankly, you don't have talented running backs that are versatile enough to be like Brian Westbrook. You need backs like Alvin Kamara in that offense. You know, I'd rather have a back who's more of a six or 700-yard rusher but a guy who could get me 80 catches or 62 catches or something like that, especially in an offense like this when you got two perimeter guys, Devontae Smith and an A.J. Brown. That's why I keep telling you guys, the team is built kind of – it doesn't fit the quarterback. Look Here, follow me. Who does this football team fit more, Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts? Tom, if, if Jalen Hurts went to the Bucs, I'd be like this. Those, those wide receivers would quit. Jalen Hurts is built for the Baltimore offense. Jalen Hurts is built for the Tennessee Titans offense. He's not built for the Charger offense. He's not built for the Pack. Well, maybe a little bit with the Packers now because they haven't developed a one. That's not hate, dude. It's reality. This team is built for a passer. He ain't it. Okay, Mike, that's fair too. Brady would be a better fit in any offense. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I do think too it's a big year for Lamar. I do too. I, I, I agree. Hey, he's got to come from behind. You can't call it what you want. I call it hating. Sure. You look at a pizza and call it a flat dish dinner. I call it a pizza. Guess so. (laughs) It's all good. You get to call it whatever you want, brother. That's not how I look at it. And if it's landing there for you, that's a you thing. Get Kevin Hart on the show. Hmm, I don't think I know Kevin. I know Marlon Wayans. I will, I'm friends with Marlon Wayans. He's looking at $250 million contract, I know. Hertz had no weapons. So Devontae Smith's no weapon. Corey said that Devontae's not a weapon. Okay. Dallas Goddard's not a weapon even though he's ranked the fifth best tight end. Devontae's not a weapon at wideout, so you're calling him a bum. Get Marlon on? I've had him on a bunch of times on my show. I got a great picture that I post sometimes on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Best running attack, stay with it. But then you become one-dimensional, GT. 
when you do that, you're trying to get a little more versatility in how you're going to approach this season. Why'd you spend $100 million on a first-round draft choice if you're just going to run the ball? Now, look, I'm saying you run the ball, okay? I think you do. I think you use those guys more as decoys. Hey, here, I'm going to give you guys something. I'm going to bury the lead. Xander, I'm going to bury the lead. Ready? Here's tomorrow's stats given to you today. Ready? Jalen Hurts, 13, 16. Eight touchdowns. Jalen Rager, 15 targets, 10 catches, six, four touchdowns. We'll give him four. AJ, four catches, three touchdowns. Devontae, four catches, one touchdown. Look at that. 13 to 16, eight touchdowns, man. Get a grade of 99.9% quarterback rating tomorrow. Jesus. Man, that's how you do it. I can't wait for tomorrow's stats by Pauly Shore. I cannot wait. Man, I'll be looking at that ledger. Are you kidding me? Mark Sills, I get why you laugh at fans because they think Jalen to do well. We are primarily looking forward to an exciting season. No harm. No, no, Mark, you're right. Mark, Mark, you get it. I think it's going to be a great year. Mark, the chances of the Eagles winning 12 games is, is high. Mark, I think it's going to be a great season. Don't talk to me about 4,200 yards and 33 touchdowns. Okay, that that ain't happening. That's my contention. They're going to win games if they're smart coaching and if Jalen can make 25 or 30 plays this year that matter in Dallas's games. If he can make, watch this. If he can make five plays that matter in the Viking game, you can win that game. And here's the key. Don't let Minnesota get out on you. Every one of these critical games that you have on your schedule this year, do not let a team like Minnesota get a 14-point lead on you. You will not have the capability of coming back. Okay? Washington, he's make 10 big plays game. You can beat them. The Cards... Make about 10 plays there. Cowboys, I think you're closer than people think. I think you make 10 plays in that game. That's an interesting ball game. You're going to work the Steelers. You're going to work the Texans. You're, you're going to win the game at the link against Washington. You got to make a couple plays in the Colts game. Five plays. That'll be significant. That's going to be a rough game. You know why? The Colts do what you do, but they have Matt Ryan. They run the ball too. They got a guy who got 18-11 last year. The Packer game will be your most difficult. 
I don't think there's any amount of plays he can make to beat Aaron Rodgers. You're not winning that game. You're not good enough to beat an elite guy like that. By the way, you I'd rather have you lose that game and beat Dallas and split with Dallas. That would be enormous. Because the Packers get into the postseason, you know, people have said it here. The Titans game is going to be a hard game. You know why? They're a mirror of you. And Tannehill's a better quarterback. You'll kill the Giants. You should. The Bears are horrible. The Cowboys make 10 plays. You could win one of these games. The same outlier. Jameis Winston got out to a 5-1 and one start last year. Okay? He got out to a 5-1 and one start. Actually had a higher quarterback rating than Tom Brady did last year before he got injured. Now, look, here's the deal, though. You got Dennis Allen as the head coach and not Sean Payton. That's <laughs> different. That's a whole different world there, man. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, Dennis Allen's a defensive guy. Then you end up with the Gigantes at the link. I think it's going to be a successful season. Laughing my ass off. 3,000 pass, 25 TD, 900 rushing. Jalen will have 38 to 4,300 yards, John says. 17 games? I don't know. 3,800? We'll see. That could be somewhere in there, close to that number. Eagles are the best fans in the world. Guy, preseason means nothing. Detroit went undefeated in the preseason. Talking about practice. Talking about practice again. Absolutely, Joseph. This, hey, man, but dude, don't let some media guy. And, and I know, you know what? And I know this. And it can't be BS like that. 12 or 15, four touchdowns, throwing a Nerf ball around. I know you guys, man. You didn't bite on that. You couldn't have. Means nothing. I mean, to, to, like I said, to quote a legendary Philadelphia Philly, excuse me, to quote a legendary Philadelphia sports icon in Allen Iverson, practice. That's what we're talking about. Practice. Right. Oh, and to um, Joseph, to end the show, I would love to say this to Joseph one more time. Joseph, the show sucks. But Jesus, man, you stayed again for the entire thing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, dude. And there's, by the way, there's a guy on my Twitter page ripping me. And I, I, I'm sorry, man. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea who he is. Get Philadelphia out of your mouth, silly. I'm like, oh, Joseph, come on, man. You stayed the whole time, dog. Uh, compares a quarterback to a Hall of Fame quarterback to a second-year guy. <laughs> All right, I got to go. Listen, Mike Missanelli tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern time. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of statistics off of tomorrow's um, 
like um, helmets and shorts practice. Should be a great day tomorrow, too. We should probably be hoisting our second Lombardi for the second air practice tomorrow. I can't wait. Mike will be with us at 4.30. Till tomorrow, I'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.